following audio is from Crossroads Church in West Ossipee, New Hampshire. For more information about Crossroads Church, you can go to www.crossroadsossipee.com. So let's go back to Luke, uh, chapter 12, verses 3 through 7. Again, page 871 in the Pew Bibles. Um, before I go any further, I just want to say thank you um, for all your prayers and outpouring of love on me last Sunday. Um, for those of you who are, who are unaware, I suffered a stroke a number of years ago and have had struggles with my speech ever since, which is can be quite obvious. Um, <laughs> as you saw last week, sometimes I have bad days, uh, but I'm very grateful for your love and support. Um, and I'm also grateful this morning that our, our text for today is a wonderful encouragement from our Savior. So maybe we can just not get run through the ringer again. Um, so we'll see. Uh, let's get right to it. Luke chapter 12, starting at verse 4. I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have nothing more they can do. But I will warn you whom you to... Uh, will warn, warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful to be gathered together in your presence this morning in this place. We thank you for the freedom that we enjoy uh, to study your word, to sing, to pray, to fellowship in your name. Lord, we pray now that your spirit would speak and this would not be a time listening to my words, but it would be a time of listening to your word and listening for your voice. We pray that you would open our ears, open our eyes, and soften our hearts to receive the message that you have for us today. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. I, I just uh, I, I want to mention yesterday um, I had a wonderful privilege. Uh, the family um, went down to Concord to the state um, um, Fire Academy, uh, where they had the annual memorial service for fallen firefighters, uh, where Amelia's dad uh, was um, was included, and he was honored yesterday. Mike Gallenberti, um, who died in 2020, uh, but was a career firefighter, and it was just a wonderful um, blessing for us to go as a family and um, to be there with Amelia's family um, and meet a lot of his. Um, a lot of the firefighter uh, family as well. So just um, it was a wonderful blessing. And I got a chance to meet the, the state chaplain and uh, network with a couple of other um, firefighter chaplains. Uh, so we're hoping to kind of build a network uh, up there in the state as well. So um, that was a wonderful blessing to me. So I should have said that before. but um, And if you look hard enough, you might be able to find a picture of me and a Class A uniform online, but probably hiding behind somebody else. Um, anyway, so let's get back to work here. I'll remind you again that uh, in the Gospel of Luke, Luke tended to organize his 
gospel um, more thematically than chronologically. Um, so coming out of the warnings against hypocrisy, the leaven of the Pharisees, uh, it makes sense that warnings against the fear of man um, would be in the same section. And that's really what, um, what Luke is dealing with, what Jesus is dealing with here uh, that Luke recorded for us. Proverbs 29:25 says, The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. The fear of man um, was really at the heart of the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. They pretended to be spiritual in front of people. like They, they appeared to be holy on the outside, but on the inside, really, they were full of greed and wickedness. So why not just embrace the greed and wickedness, right? And just shamefully appear that way on the outside. Well, because what would people think? What would people say, right? They'd, they'd lose their position of high holiness and leadership if they were to act on the outside the way that they were on the inside. And why is it that we are not open and honest about our own weaknesses and failures. The same reason, right? What would people think? What would people say? When Jesus says to the disciples, his friends, my friends, don't fear those who kill the body. And after, after that, they have nothing more they can do. When he said that to them, it's because he knew what was in store. He knew what was coming for the disciples. Peter would be crucified in Rome, upside down. James would be killed with a sword in Rome. John would be beaten, boiled in oil, and exiled on the island of Patmos, left to die. Andrew was crucified in Greece. Philip was scourged and crucified in Turkey. Bartholomew was beaten with rods, scourged, and beheaded in Turkey. Matthew would be stabbed to death with a halberd in Ethiopia. Thomas would be pierced with spears in India. James, the son of Alphaeus, would be stoned, then clubbed to death. Thaddeus would be crucified in Mesopotamia. Simon the Zealot would be crucified in Persia for not worshiping the sun god. Jesus knew what was coming for these men. He still said, don't fear those who kill the body and after that have nothing more they can do. Why not fear them? Why not be afraid of those who can kill the body? Because that is all they can do. Right? All they can do is punish this body. They cannot affect the destiny of the soul. Uh, I watched a sermon on this text from Alistair Begg, who I, I watched... Uh, preach every week. Um, and he told a story about going to a water park <laughs> in Cleveland and going up on top of this high tower uh, with another fellow from their church. And um, it was super high and they hold on to the little raft and the trap door opens and shoots you down and 100 miles an hour. And he's watching, he's watching his friend go uh, down the slide to what he thought would be his death. Um, <laughs> 
And then when it was her, his turn to go, he didn't go. The guy's down at the bottom waiting, watching. And he's not coming. He's not coming. Other people are coming down. So we finally went up to see him. And he's like, what are you doing up here? I said, I'm not going down that. He's, what's the worst that could happen? He said, I could die. And his friend says, and? Right? If our trust in Jesus, if our trust is in Jesus, this life is temporary. Right? We are in the waiting room for our eternity. Okay? So, so what? If they can kill your body... If they can end this life for you, if your trust is in Jesus, great. Doesn't it get better? Yes, absolutely gets better. Uh, that, that does not mean by, by any means that you should accelerate that process. Uh, we'll let the Lord handle that. He knows the number of our days. Um, we don't need to wind that clock faster for him. When Jesus says in John 3:16 that God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not die but would have everlasting life, he didn't mean that our body would not die, but that our souls would have everlasting life. Our souls would not die. Lots of people who believe in Jesus have died, right? This place would be really full if they didn't. Um, their bodies have died, but that's not the end for those who have faith in Jesus. That's exactly what Jesus is reminding his disciples. This is not the end. You do not need to be afraid. All they can do is kill you. Right? If you trust in Jesus, you know that this life is not the end, that there is a glorious place being prepared for you in his eternal kingdom. There's a seat set at the table for you if you have faith in Jesus. The sword of men is not nearly so dangerous as the fear of men, especially when our fear of people and their opinions make us turn from the Lord and his will for us. John Calvin wrote, If the fear of God is extinguished by the dread of men, is it not evident, is it not evident that we pay greater deference to them than to God? Think about that for a minute. If the opinions of people, or even your imagined opinions of people, change your behavior away from what God has asked you to do, or instructed you clearly in his word, aren't you saying that I care more about what people think than what God thinks? I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body, and after that have nothing more that they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Psalm 111, verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have good understanding. Psalm 19:9 says, The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Proverbs 1, 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Ecclesiastes 12:13. I love this verse. The end of the matter. All has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of men. If you ever read the book of Ecclesiastes, read the whole thing all at once. 
because you won't get to that verse until the end. And it gets really depressing if you don't. I think you're starting to get the picture. I could go on and on. The fear of God recognizes the reality of his holiness and majesty and our sinfulness. When I say the fear of man, I don't mean terror like someone's going to kill you. You're just worried about their opinion. They're not going to kill you. Not yet. But they might not sit with you in the break room anymore. They might not chat with you on Facebook quite so often. Might not want to play golf with you anymore. So I'm serious. (laughs) But the fear of God, on the other hand, recognizes the reality of his holiness and majesty and our sinfulness. And when I think about the fear of the Lord and what that might look like, I tend to think of Isaiah chapter 6. This was something that um, Pastor Wes Ross used to read to us at Bix um, in our hymnology class. And it just, it's such a powerful picture. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, Here I am. Send me. This this just always conjures such a beautiful picture in my mind's eye of the Lord and his holiness in his temple. R.C. Sproul says, The fear that we are to have of God is a fear of offending him. A fear born of awe and reverence and humility before his majesty. When Jesus tells us to fear God, it's not tremble and shake in terror. But be afraid of offending him in his holiness. God alone has the authority both to kill the body and cast the soul into Gehenna, into hell to eternal destruction, the second death. And he does so rightly because of his holiness and justice and because it is what we deserve because of our sin and our sinfulness. God alone has that authority. 
But thanks be to God that because of his great love for us, he has made a way for us to be forgiven through his son. Jesus goes on to say, Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are worth more than many sparrows. They must have been running a sale at the pet store that day. Buy, buy four sparrows and get the fifth free. All right? Matthew says, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? All right? And Luke records, you can buy five sparrows for two pennies. That's a free sparrow. <laughs> when was the last time you thought about sparrows? No? Not a lot of bird watchers. Yeah, the Lord knew all about that yeah. sparrow or bird. Poor little guy. <laughs> so, for Ben, it was this morning, the last time he thought about a sparrow. It seems pretty insignificant to us when a sparrow might die or when it might live. And that's exactly Jesus' point. If something so small and insignificant is not forgotten before God, how could we possibly think that he doesn't care about us and what happens to us? Matthew Henry wrote, Though they are of such small account that five of them are sold for two farthings, yet not one of them is forgotten of God, but is provided for, and notice is taken of its death. Now you are of more value than many sparrows, and therefore you may be sure you are not forgotten. Though imprisoned, though banished, though forgotten by your friends, much more precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints than the death of sparrows. I, I love the line from the old hymn, His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. I don't remember the name of the hymn, but I just always have been struck by that line. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Calvin agreed. He said, would he who is careful about sparrows disregard the life of men? How often do we think that God doesn't care about what's going on with us? This is really hard. God, don't you care? God, why are you allowing this to happen? God, what are you doing? Why would you let this happen to me? I think sometimes when we consider the love of God, it stays kind of ethereal, kind of out there and philosophical, not very concrete, just kind of out there. This idea can seem so far away and hard to grasp. But your heavenly Father cares for you. And his care goes all the way down to the smallest detail. Even the very hairs of your head are numbered. For some of us, that's getting easier and easier to keep track of. You are not forgotten. You are not forgotten of God. And you are worth more than many sparrows. When we try to find our worth in the opinions of others, we'll fail. 
It may bring short-term gratification, but in the end, will only leave us disappointed. When we put the opinions of others before the opinion of God, we are in a very dangerous place. Whether we're seeking to please people or seeking to avoid their ire, if we do so because we fear them more than we fear and respect our Heavenly Father, we are in a very dangerous place. The long and the short of all of this is that it should drive us back to Jesus. To find our forgiveness in him, to find our strength in him, to find our confidence in him, and to find our worth in him alone. He loves you. He loves you so much. And you are worth so much more than any tiny bird. A lot of them. He loves you so much. And so do I. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your great love for us. We thank you that your love for us goes beyond uh, just the philosophical, but to the very real, (coughs) even to the smallest detail of our lives. Lord, we ask that you would forgive us when we put the opinions of other people before your opinion of us and what we do and how we think. We pray for your help to show us those places in our lives where we've been um, we've been sacrificing things on the altar of the opinions of others. Forgive us, Lord. Help us to keep our love for you first and the desire to please you, the desire to live lives that don't offend you and your holiness. Lord, you deserve so much more from me. Lord, we need your help to live lives that bring you glory. We need your help. So we ask for it. Lord, help us by the power of your Holy Spirit. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like to participate in the mission of Crossroads Church through financial support, checks can be mailed to Crossroads Church, Post Office Box 576, West Ossipee, New Hampshire, 03890.